Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this? I'm your host, BJ, along with my co-host, Me Too, and this week we're watching the CBS revival of Murphy Brown. So stay tuned to the end while we discuss whether outrage and comedy are funny together. Yeah, that is a discussion worth adding. <laughs> I feel like that's that's all I felt during that show. I don't know, man. For viewers, they either benefited from this being the day of the Kavanaugh hearings and some other big news stories and like folks are fired up. Yeah, this timing was crazy. Yeah, like they either benefit from that or or hurt from it. Like for me, I've just been exhausted. I just like many red-blooded Americans, I'm just a little exhausted from today. So to be confronted Mm -hmm. with the news cycle as a television show was tough. But let's take a step back. Beach, yeah. can you offer a brief recap of this pilot episode? Well, really this... Revival. This is season 11 of Murphy Brown, which had a tin run season through the 80s and 90s. So this show is about Murphy Brown, a journalist with a no-nonsense attitude, a strong personality and perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a political journalist, Yes, I think. Yes, yeah? yes. Yes. And she has friends who are journalists. So how about you fill in the rest? You know, I got everyone introduced. Murphy Brown, her son, her friends, journalism. Mm -hmm. What are some other critical details? So let's take a step back and actually talk about the what happened in the pilot of the in this pilot episode or in this season 11 opener. Um, We open with. Murphy Brown on her couch on November 8th, basically experiencing this new world of Donald Trump is president, fake news is being shouted. Of course, she's a respected journalist, so that affects her deeply. And the main plot line of the pilot episode is her reuniting the old team to get together and basically bring the show up again. They want to be this trusted source in news. They want to get back to the core of journalism, which is sharing information and not throwing yourself in to yell or give the hottest of takes and and all of that. So we have Murphy. She brings back Corky, who's Faith Ford. She has a funny storyline where she lost her job to a younger weather woman who whose body made it so that you couldn't see Oregon when she was on the (laughs) west side of the country. Um, She brings back Frank, who was a a professor for some time, but missed uh, investigative journalism. And Miles, the producer, who uh, he has a really funny storyline in which he had to produce for The View for two years and basically had a mental breakdown. Um, And then she also, as another as you would say, B-plot goes head-to-head with her son's show. And he's kind of like the Alan Combs on Fox Network, except he's like the liberal voice on what I assume is most closely resembles The Blaze. Um, and she and her son actually go head-to-head for ratings. And then they have Pat, who's their social media person, and he, Zahid, he's Zahid on Atypical. Mm, you want to know a fun fact? What's a fun fact? that they considered bringing back Murphy Brown earlier when Sarah Palin was running with John McCain. Oh, that's really funny. I mean, you can, let's not get too political, but there's a direct line between John McCain picking Sarah Palin as his running mate to the president we have now. 
And if you don't see that line, then that's crazy. So that's funny that in that moment they recognized it and they were like, let's bring back some some truthiness. Although, mm-hmm. as we see in the episode, whether she can help it or not, Murphy Brown gets caught up in the Twitter drama. Trigger fingers turned into Twitter fingers. And she went yeah. ham on a very funny Trump parody. Funny and sad because it was very realistic parody of Trump's Twitter account. Yeah, she did not take her son's advice to be very careful what you tweet. Mm-hmm. And that's just advice for anyone on the internet. Because when you comment something, there is always going to be a troll out there who's going to latch on to what you say. Yeah, I- I'm a little frustrated by our cancel culture. Because I think we have gone from trying to help people understand things to just being like, you're problematic, get out of here. But I also think when you do and say things that violate someone's safety, then you do have to get out of here. And I've taken Mm. some pleasure from all those people losing their jobs when they tweet and Facebook posts like really racist things. And then you find out they're a principal of like a public school. Because the internet will look you up. Yeah. Like if you're posting those things on Facebook, you're not going to be the principal of my kid's school yeah they even reference roseanne in this episode not by name but but essentially clear. yeah they also it's kind of i mean it's cbs so i'm not sure but they 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 talked about all the letdowns of the past year right like they talked about um like fake news and the fact that you know true dialogue is dying and then they brought up matt lauer as like kind of like an RIP to that amazing figure. But it's kind of weird because the head of CBS just got got for some stuff. So it kind of felt a little like, what is the phrase when you're a kid? Like one finger out, four fingers back at you or whatever. Like when you're pointing a finger and accusing someone. Oh. It's not really four fingers because your thumb doesn't curl under like that. But like three fingers are really coming back at you. I get what you mean. It kind of felt like that when CBS took that shot at NBC. You know me too. I'm actually really surprised that a very mainstream network like CBS would go very political with a show like Murphy Brown. That's true. The same channel that gave us Shamar Moore, NCIS, all of the crime shows, Young Sheldon and Big Bang Theory. It's interesting for them to be like, now let's talk about it. And with a very strong stance. But I think one good thing about it, the tagline I don't know if this is a tagline for the original seasons, but uh-huh. at least this new season, it's good news no matter which way you lean, which I think is a good way to take things on. I do like that. I'm curious about your reactions to the show because I don't think you watched it growing up. Mm-mm, I did not. I had heard of it, but uh-huh. I've never seen an episode before. I thought that, and I read a review that that said something similar, that it was like, revolutionary to watch Murphy Brown take on these big figures and like yell at them like fist in the sky Mm -hmm. but now everyone's yelling so I'm curious about how they'll make Murphy Brown this revolutionary figure or at least stand apart from what we're already seeing on the news Mm -hmm. because she even has like OG nasty woman or the original nasty woman sweater on like during the election and I know that when I was growing up my mom only wanted me to watch (laughs) (laughs) this informs my personality my mom only let me take in content that she deemed respectful of women she was like Mm -hmm. i just wanted to raise you as like a responsible feminist and so that meant i watched a ton of murphy brown reruns as a child okay yeah 
and I loved the show and I love that she's still close with her son. It's really nice to see him growing up. It's nice to see the evolution of her wanting that kid and then having that kid. But I just want to feel that spark like I felt as a kid seeing Murphy Brown portrayed so differently than other women I saw mm-hmm. on my TV, especially when I was watching TV, because like I'm watching these reruns in the 90s and the early 2000s. And that was pretty revolutionary. I think you make a good point that it's now more common for just people in general to speak out. Everybody's yelling. Yeah. And in order for her to kind of make a new revolution in a sense for me it's going to be important for her to tackle a wide variety of topics Mm -hmm. i get the focus of this episode but i hope that that doesn't become her like shtick yeah i agree i think the show was a little bit self-aware in that sense because the show ended up rating really well but she was like i started this show to return to calm informed conversation Mm -hmm. And she instead devolved for the last 15 minutes of speaking to Trump while he was tweeting her because, you know, Mm -hmm. he'd be loving that morning TV. Yeah. He loved to sit down and just watch all of the morning shows. And so they had that interaction for that reason. It's kind of a cute callback because she really did go on a date with him when she was 18. So she talked about that on the show. And he calls her old Murphy Brown. I like how meta the show was. Like, it's yeah. very self-aware. It's making a lot of not only references to news and pop culture, but it's like aware in a sense that it is a show. But that's kind of fun. But do you think that it can be as meta as it's been and still be funny? I don't think this show, simply due to the political aspect, is going to be funny to a wide audience. I don't think so either. And I don't know that it would appeal to the typical CBS audience. Another show that was funny, even though it's been wildly political and extremely relevant in its references, is Will and Grace. Mm -hmm. I think they've done a, a good job in striking that balance. But they tend to err more on the side of comedy or they pick like one topic, kind of flip that issue on its head. And mm-hmm. I don't know how Murphy Brown will strike that balance. I think there is potential to improve that and find some balance that'll keep the appeal for everyone. I think shout out to Jake McDorman, who's playing Murphy's son. Shout out to that fine man. I'm actually a big fan of his and his last show got canceled. So oh, what show was that? Limitless, the TV series. Oh. Based on the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it only got one season. He was a Craigslist killer, right? Yeah. In the Lifetime original movie, he was the Craigslist killer. I love me a Lifetime original movie. So forever respect to him. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> his character, I think, could be the way of bringing balance to the show. So since he is competing against his mom, Brown versus Brown, with their morning shows, if they give him enough airtime in the episodes, that might help at least... Um, Might bring some lightness, some levity, some humor to the show. Yeah. I love their dynamic. He's really sweet with her, but also it, it is really funny in their home. I bet that his newsroom could be really funny too mm-hmm. as the like quote unquote liberal voice on a, a network that again, I think is supposed to be almost like the blaze. Like I'm seeing, I'm seeing it with hosts that are similar to some of the kind of wilder conservative personalities we have in the public sphere today. 
And mm-hmm. I bet that could be funny to see him navigate that. Or he said he'll do a lot of interviews with people on the spot. So in bowling alleys and in cafes and random parts of the country mm-hmm. to ask like their opinions on healthcare. And I bet that could be an interesting opportunity to bring in a lot of humor with him interacting with all those different kinds of people, as well as still getting their larger political points across or whatever they're trying to share. Since this is a revival, we're like coming back to the show, what, 20 years later, something like that. Mm hmm. And they kind of made ageist jokes. So I'm wondering how much that is also going to play into the comedy of, you know, these are older journalists who've been in the business, who are super experienced and seen a lot versus the son who's newer, the tech guy who's Mm -hmm. newer. And so I, I actually kind of hope they use age and generational differences as another element, which could also have good comedic effect as well. Yeah, I liked seeing Pat freak out at Murphy Brown's flip phone. I thought that was a cute scene, maybe because today's news cycle was especially rough. But Mm -hmm. I really look to comedy as a bit of an escape or if it's talking about current events to do it in such a funny way that I just like ruefully laugh versus kind of (laughs) deep sigh at the sight of certain things. Yeah, this was more news heavy than laugh heavy. I also think it was setting the stage because it opened with like two minutes of just footage (laughs) of the run up to the election, the election results. I was like, do we really have like, can we put a moratorium on this for like a little bit? I legit asked, like, has the show started? Like, is this yeah. the show? Is this the news or is this the show? So that's true. They'll have to figure out how to inject a little a little bit more humor. And this is coming from someone who, like, from the bottom of my heart, I looked up to Murphy Brown. Aw. Since we talked a lot about the political aspect, let's talk about the comedy aspect. Yes. I didn't think it was that funny. And there are some moments that I just did not like. Why did they put her shoe on that table at that eating establishment? There was a gag where they went to the Women's March, and that's when they decided to get back together and bring the show back on. And Faith Ford's quirky Sherwood walks in in all of her quirky, quirky nature and puts her shoes up on the table at a bar. So you've been marching. Your shoes are dirty. I remember the weather that day, the Women's March, and... Uh, and she was wearing Ivanka Trump shoes. <laughs> she got for a dollar. Yeah, that's one thing that was hard to to pass up. But I didn't understand the shoes on the table. That was a file, especially in a restaurant. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. I don't know if it was just this show or it's just been a while, but I did not like the laugh track. Yeah, it's increasingly hard for me to follow multicam shows. And there was a long period of time where I didn't watch any for the most part. I just, I don't do the audience laugh track. I really conceded that role for One Day at a Time, the Netflix reboot, and Mom. I love Mom. That's a fun sentence to say. Yeah, I love Mom. And I love my mom. Shout out to my mama. Um, Are you ready to rate the revival of Murphy Brown? Yes. I'm curious about your rating first. Um, well, you know. You wouldn't watch again. I might check out season one to see what started all of this after hearing how important it was for you yeah i don't see myself watching i think this is season 11 Mm -hmm. so it's an interesting concept and the character of murphy brown seems appealing but i'd rather see what she did before than watch what she's doing now oh especially when you keep in mind how revolutionary it was for the time yeah yeah 
Ooh, I like that caveat. Okay, I think that's what I would recommend to our viewers too. For me personally, I think at least for the next few episodes, I'll watch again seriously because I truly feel such a loyalty to Murphy Brown and Candace Bergen, even though I wasn't like so enthused about this pilot. But I would Mm -hmm. strongly recommend to our viewers to check out Murphy Brown and think about when it came out, which is the late 80s. I think it, it was like 1988 when it first launched. Um, mm-hmm. Think about the, the context in which that show sits. So me too. Where can our listeners find the original episodes of Murphy Brown? They are, it looks like they're all on CBS All Access. So CBS did that thing, like you said, where they <laughs> locked up their shows behind their own personal paywall. But I'm sure they're available on other links that I won't plug uh, on a podcast, but... Yeah, it's, just search. It's just, you know, just Google it. But CBS All Access, if you want to pay. And you know what you don't have to pay for? More episodes of the Pilot Podcast. Boom! Nailed it. And you can find all of those at thepilotpodcast.com or subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. And leave us a five-star review. Yes, we are five-star dime pieces. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at The Pilot Pod. You can like us on Facebook at The Pilot Podcast. You can send uh, Murphy Brown theories, ooh, 80s clothing advice, because that's coming back. And I feel like maybe you and I could get some fits sent to us. Uh, Meal prep recipes and any shows that you'd like us to review to askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.